up, y'all? Wes Rucker, Grant Ramey coming to you here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As you can tell by the shorter intro, we've got a breaking news podcast. And in this case, we have got really, really, really big basketball news. Grant, uh, first off, how you doing and what's this news? Uh, I'm doing good and it's actually just kind of ho-hum news with this 2020 class. Uh, Tennessee adds another five-star and, and a commitment from and another five-star shooting guard at that and a, a commitment from Jaden Springer. Another 2020 uh, five-star joins the class alongside Keon Johnson uh, and four-star Corey Walker. So uh, I guess the rich kind of get richer and, and Rick Barnes adds another five-star. It's kind of crazy. It's the most Grant Ramey thing ever for me to ask him how he's doing and then for the news and Grant just to get to the news. That's very, very on brand. Uh, Grant, uh, I guess it is a breaking news podcast, so let's get right to it, right? Uh, Jaden Springer is ranked 16th overall nationally in the composite. Uh, This young man is 16th overall, the number four shooting guard and the number four prospect in Florida. So must be a whole lot of uh, good basketball players in Florida this cycle, but Tennessee is getting a bunch of them. Grant, this is a kid, though, I know that he's at um, IMG Academy where Lamonte Turner played ball. But like Lamonte Turner, he is not from uh, Florida originally. He's a Charlotte kid and a Charlotte kid who a lot of the big Carolina schools wanted. I mean, this is a huge, huge deal for Tennessee. Yeah, and it's it's another one where Tennessee uh, kind of plays this long game, and, and they've kind of been the, the team, the program that has recruited him the most consistently from the start. I mean, probably since he was a freshman in high school. Uh, he had a final five of, uh, I believe it was Memphis, North Carolina, Tennessee, Michigan, Florida. Uh, I don't know if that's four or five who I'm missing, but anyway, Florida and uh, North Carolina eventually got eliminated, and it got down to Memphis, Tennessee, and Michigan, and he took all three visits there, and Tennessee was his last visit, and it just kind of felt all along like Tennessee was the leader in the clubhouse. Um, that Michigan visit was back in August. Uh, the uh, Memphis visit was a couple weeks after that. And what Juwan Howard's doing at Michigan with the kind of prospects he's getting on campus, obviously with what Penny Hardaway's done at Memphis, uh, not only the kids he's got on campus, but he's committed and signed and kind of the splash he's made in recruiting. Uh, for Tennessee to go out and get this kid uh, and lock him down and, and not be a ton of drama with his recruitment, it's incredibly impressive where they've where they've come from. I mean, it was what uh, eight weeks ago they added Keon Johnson. Uh, he was a four star then. He became a five star. He's a guy that's rising, uh, climbing in the rankings. Is really impressive. Corey Walker's a guy they've had since March. Uh, so it's been kind of an extended run here for Tennessee, and it just keeps going. And, and Jaden Springer, uh, no offense to Keon, no offense to Corey Walker. He's probably the prized guy in this class. He's a he's a one and done type talent. I think Keon can be that too. But uh, you just look where. Springer's rated where he's been rated this entire time. Uh, he's an elite, elite talent. Yeah, it's one thing for guys, and, and there's nothing wrong because, you know, where you finish the race is, is what matters. Um, but, you know, Keon Johnson is a kid who's gone up the ranking. Springer's the kid who, you know, I don't want to say that I have more or less respect for, but but in some ways I do have a little more respect for guys who have had that target on their back for so long. You know, they, they start the process as – as guys that are in the top 10, top 15, top 20, and they sustain it. You know, everybody's coming for them. Every time they walk into a to a gym, whether it's a high school game, whether it's a summer showcase, whether it's an AAU tournament, whatever it is, every time they step in a gym, they are the number one target for everyone on the other team to try to go at. And he has sustained that and been just truly excellent the entire time and he stayed exactly where he is so to me that that's even more impressive because you know a guy like Keon Johnson's always been talented but he's kind of snuck up on some people a little bit uh Jaden Springer's a guy who's had this target on his back forever and he's been good 
Yeah, and, and with Keon, you know, he's the number one player in the state. Obviously, he's going to be the biggest target for Tennessee. Tennessee kind of benefited there when Vanderbilt uh, had to change staffs and bring in Jerry Stackhouse. That really helped Tennessee there to kind of secure Keon. And there wasn't a lot of drama there either. He was he was a guy that felt like the Vols led for for a while, uh, and he picked uh, picked them over Ohio State, and that was that. With Springer, even you know three four years ago, when he kind of burst onto the scene, when you knew he was going to be an elite talent, his dad I believe played at Iona. Uh, he got drafted in the NBA. I don't think he ever played because of injuries, uh, but he comes from a good line of talent. When Tennessee was kind of mentioned with him, even though he is a product of of Bobby Mays's B Mays elite AAU program you kind of thought, man, that's kind of a pipe dream for Tennessee to think they can really. Yeah. Carolina or Duke will step in. Somebody right, will. Right. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, that's, that's the in-state school. And I don't know how hard North Carolina went after him. I don't know where he was on their, on their board. Uh, North Carolina gets pretty much who North Carolina wants. I mean, look at Walker Kessler. That's a five-star big man. One of the best players in the class. He kind of went from uh, just on a visit to Carolina to commi- uh, committing to Carolina a few weeks back. So, uh, and to go head-to-head with Memphis. Memphis wanted Jaden Springer just as bad as anybody else. Michigan wants him just as bad as anybody else. Juwan Howard had done a really good job uh, getting that relationship started and going from there and, and making a lot of headway. Uh, but Tennessee was in it. They've been in it from the from the jump. They've been really consistent. Uh, the continuity just kind of keeps paying off with what Tennessee's trying to build here. I think people see the way Rick Barnes can develop an NBA talent. I think if you look at the four guys they've got right now that are playing in the NBA preseason – uh, that's a pretty good selling point because they took those guys from uh, mainly three stars ranked in the you know 190s, 200s or worse, and turned them into draft picks or turned them into guys that are getting NBA contracts. So what they're selling right now is, is certainly working, and uh, it's been pretty crazy to watch. Yeah, a couple things on that point. One, uh, it, it's funny when you look at the final three schools Jaden Springer had. It's like two uh, two multi NBA, multi time NBA All Stars, and then uh, and then Hickory Ricky. Who uh, who ends up uh, winning the race? It's it's interesting how things go sometimes in recruiting. And, and secondly, to your point about the draft picks, I, that's why I think we all said at the time. I know I said it. I'm pretty sure you said it too. That even though it might hurt Tennessee for one year, that some of those guys left early and did all those things. Um, they needed to get guys in the league for precisely this reason. Because if you are fishing in the waters that Tennessee is fishing in and you want to secure the services of some of these five-star type talents, you're going to have to prove you put guys in the league or they're going to have a hard time going to your school. For sure. I mean, that's, that's the most tangible thing that you can sell somebody is, is look where Grant Williams was ranked. Uh, I think number 191 overall in his class, if I'm not mistaken, look where he was headed uh, to an Ivy League school had Tennessee not swooped in and got him. And Grant's a Charlotte kid uh, out of Providence Day School. Um, Jaden Springer went to Rocky River High School in Charlotte before he transferred to IMG. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can sell a kid right now in Tennessee basketball, not only uh, the success they have you know, on the floor, how they develop kids you know, off the floor, what kind of character and you know, the, all the family stuff that recruits always talk about inside a program. Uh, I mean, even down to the strength coach, even down to, you know, where they are in attendance, you know, they're, they're an elite school in terms of top five attendance nationally, you know, selling out games month in advance, 20,000 seat arena, all that. I mean, the stuff you can sell, what they've added at Thompson Bowling Arena, the players lounge there, uh, the facilities upgrades, I mean... Uh, they got a lot to sell, and Tennessee's cashing in on it pretty big right now. Even a Golden Tee machine. That's yeah. right, and you can play Rick, Rick Barnes and Golden Tee because uh, I guess that's something that Rick wants to do because 
Uh, that just kind of fits what Rick is. Yes, that 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 makes all the sense in the world when you really think about it. But but when you when you talk about some some of these guys again, with Springer in particular here, it it, it takes me back to to a thought that I've had for a while, which is that Rick Barnes when he got to Tennessee, you know, when you talk to coaches the first you know year or so they're at a program normally you, you know you'll get to know them a little bit you'll have some conversations off the record on the record different things they always tell you kind of what their vision is and sometimes there's things that they want to say about their vision uh, that they maybe don't want to say publicly or to fans and stuff but but behind the scenes they'll tell you look this is realistically what I want to do here and Rick Barnes when he gave his realistic you know vision of what Tennessee basketball could become that was as close as I've, anyone I've ever seen to laying out exactly what was going to happen. Because he said, "Listen, I've, I've got we got some challenges here these first couple of years, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get the most I can out of these guys that we have. We're gonna find a way to compete. We're gonna find a way to win some games. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna have those first couple signing classes. Are gonna have a bunch of like four year type guys, program building type guys, guys that you can really build a program around, and then." You know, we're going to start on the kids that are now like high school freshmen, and by the time they're seniors, we're going to be a player for the very best prospects in the country. That's, I mean, that's kind of a roundabout way of of or, or, of shortcutting the things Rick Barnes said, but that's basically an amalgamation of the things he said his first year, and that is exactly what has happened at Tennessee. And you know, when you talk about a guy having a vision, and you talk about a guy and his staff having having a vision and putting it together, that's what this thing has become. I mean, it's been remarkable how close this thing has gone to what they said it would be. Yeah, he he talks so much about laying a foundation, uh, and and who knew how strong that foundation was going to be uh, by developing Admiral Schofield, a guy that he inherited, uh, or digging up a guy like Grant Williams and bringing him to Tennessee and, and turning him into an All American and. You know, a two-time SEC Player of the Year and a you know first-round draft pick, all that stuff. The development that Jordan Bone made, you know, just go down the list. I mean, it was kind of like he he spoke it into existence, and I think that comes from from being a guy that's been been a head coach for 30 years, and you know what you're looking for, and you know how you want to do it. Uh, and when you look back at the last two years and and the success they've had, and you winning 57 games and and being ranked number one for you know what a month last season and winning 19 straight games. It seems like it happened pretty fast overnight, the way they kind of built this thing up. But those first two years, man, that was a struggle. Uh, there were a lot of long days and long nights for that basketball program and people frustrated with the way Rick was recruiting and kind of the way he was running his program. Uh, he's not a big salesman for his program. He's just going to sit back and do his thing and, and worry about, you know, what's going on inside the walls. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. The, the way he laid it out then, uh, it was kind of like speaking it into existence because – uh, here it is today. There's a really good foundation. Uh, now they're building on it with some really elite talent. Uh, and it's got to the point with this 2020 class where I almost feel bad for uh, Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden because, A, they can't play with these kids, uh, and, B, because it almost feels like it's overshadowing this 2019-20 this season uh, because so many people are looking forward to this crazy talent uh, that's on board for 2020 20, uh, 21. Uh, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, professional segue here. I made a list. Uh, kind of went down the list of the all-time recruits for Tennessee basketball uh, in the 247 sports era. And if Tennessee gets Jaden Springer, adds him to this this uh, group, uh, you're talking about four out of the ten could be on that roster, not this season, but next season. Forty percent of, of guys going back, and that dates back to the early 2000s in terms of the, the ratings era. I mean, that's a crazy crop of talent 
that you've added seemingly, you know, feels like overnight. Yeah, and, and really quickly, I'll, I'll say this too, uh, you know, because this is a breaking news when we got to keep it kind of short. But but I think that it, it's difficult because you talked about some of the the long nights that you have and long days that you have and frustration and and losing games that you feel like you could have won, and then Kevin Punter's injury and Robert Hub's injury and some other things and just kind of felt like was this thing kind of stuck in neutral a little bit. But but that's where being an experienced head coach and and being able to see the long game is so huge. Because I know Rick Barnes is an impatient guy. He wants everything. He wants it now. But he when he's not kind of – when he's not hot-blooded, you know, when he's kind of ca- calmed down, he sees the big picture. And it takes some fortitude to be able to kind of see through that and say, you know what, I know this is going to work. I know this is going to work. And it, it's just going to – it's just going to start happening. And he's right about that. He absolutely is that that they've they got through some tough times and they built this thing the way they wanted to, and and here they are. Grant, when you look at the rest of this class here, I mean, it's like it, it's funny that in this world you go, man, three five star type talents in one class. Oh my goodness, you know. And then the 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 first thing we think of in society is, okay, cool, what's next? Because that's just that's just how we are. That's how we're wired. Um, but the bottom line is you look at it and these are all backcourt guys. So is it natural to think that with whatever spots they have left in this class, they're going to try to go big? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're going to have PJ Hall. That's a four-star power forward out of South Carolina, another top 70, if not top 60 kid. I can't remember his ranking. Off 60, the top of I, my think, head. I think 61 overall on the composite. Right. He should be uh, on campus for an official visit. As far as I know, it's still on schedule and everything's on track there. Uh, the weekend of, I guess it's next week in October 18th range. Uh, he's a guy that's got Tennessee in his top five. Florida and Clemson are going to be tough to beat. There's uh, Virginia Tech's also involved and uh, Georgia Tech's also involved. But Tennessee's still there. they got some ground to make up. Uh, uh, they're in there. That would be a really, really good big man if they could add him to this class. Uh, outside of that, there's Dylan Cardwell, uh, Bradley Aswiro, I believe is how you pronounce it. I'm sorry, Bradley, if you're listening, if I, if I butchered that. Uh, but, they, yeah, they need to add a big man. Uh, when you look at this class, they had three scholarships to give out. Uh, they have three commitments uh, in Walker, Keon, and Springer. Uh, and now it's going to be something where they have to oversign, which is not a huge deal. I mean, you, you go back over the last couple of years and look at the number of transfers in college basketball. Even the number of transfers at Tennessee, there's usually some player attrition or something happens. Yeah, something. Uh, so so that, that, that should be the plan, uh, is, assuming they can find – uh, find a big man that they like and get him in the boat. They're not going to give out a scholarship to somebody uh, and just settle on somebody just to get a big man on campus. So they'll be patient with that. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what's next. And, yeah, it is funny to, to think kind of what the next move is when you have two of the top five shooting guards, you know, in the class, part of your recruiting class, uh, and, a, and a really highly rated four-star small forward in Corey Walker. But, yeah, they need a big man, so they shouldn't be done yet. Yeah, and you look at it and, and you say, you know, and I've said this before, you talked about, you know, over-signing and all this stuff. Here's the bottom line. When a kid like Jaden Springer wants to commit, you take it. When a kid like Keon John wants to commit, you take it. When a kid like Corey Walker wants to commit, you take it, and then you figure it out. That that's To, to me, that's that, that's that would be just really, really dumb if you didn't handle it that way. If those kind of kids want to come to your program – and you're not like a Kentucky or Duke where you know you can be a little bit patient maybe and something will work out, you know, it, you just have to take those guys. If they want to come, you have to take them. Oh, for sure. There, there's no slow playing. You, you find the best guys you can find, and as soon as they want in, you let them in, and, and you go from there. And, and even if Tennessee doesn't find a big man uh, in this class, you look at Euros Plavich, you know, seven-foot-one guy, you got Olivier 
Kamua, you know, a four-star power forward, a freshman this year. I mean, there's guys in the post, even if you can't add a add one that you like in this class, uh, that you, you ride with those guys in the, in the paint and you have a, a really, really elite collection of talent. In the backcourt, because you get Victor Bailey off, a, off of a redshirt season, he should be a really good veteran option in the backcourt with this young kind of elite talent that's around him. You know, is Josiah Jordan-James still on the, on the team this time next year? Is he a one-and-done guy, or is he somebody that's going to stay for a couple of years? A lot of things to factor in, but they've got a lot of uh, elite pieces to kind of work with and, and move around and kind of figure this thing out. And they have one more year of John Fulkerson, too, so... <laughs> the the John Fulkerson. The John Fulkerson. Well, thanks, Grant. I know that we got a lot to get to. We we've got a, a ton of basketball stuff we're going to get to with the season podcast. We're going to get those kick started now. But we thought we'd start with a bang on the uh, on the commitment front. So so thanks for thanks for helping us here. And we'll uh, I guess we'll see you here in just a little bit. No problem. Three weeks away. Hoops, baby. It is, isn't it? Man, just a few weeks. Crazy to think about. Anyways, thanks, guys, for for tuning in. Uh, We will have a full basketball podcast coming to you very soon, and we will have, uh, in the meantime, all of that for you on www.govols247.com. You can get all of our basketball coverage there, and we do year-round, legitimately year-round basketball coverage on govols247.com. So go there, check us out, and until then, we will see you all next time.